0: It's Culture in the Craft podcast. We're making creative spaces, diverse places. You can find us on Apple, Spotify, Anchor, or wherever you're listening to this. Subscribe, like, share, let us know what you think. We return to our conversation with Carmen Broadfield mason the recently promoted animation director and stop motion artist. This is part two. If you've not heard part one yet, stop and take a listen. Otherwise, let's get to it.
1: Is there a way to try and encourage the next generation of colour to come into the stop-motion world yeah. or?
2: Um, yeah, I mean, my experience has been, it's very much like how it was at uni actually in, in that. Um, uh, actually, even less, because I was going to say, you know, there was y- you, me, mm. and then uh, two others. Yeah. Um, and uh, that dwindled down to three of us, yeah, think I think, in so. the end. Yeah. So, but yeah, yeah. Um, so I I thought that the animation industry in general was, you know, um, it it didn't have very much diversity, but the stop motion industry is even less, (laughs) um, which is, it's a real shame. And, um, yeah, for the majority of it, I think I've, I've been the only person of color. Although recently now, now admin, um, there's another, uh, mixed race woman who I work with, which is great. Um, but that's it. Um, I think I, I met, um, uh, one black guy up in Manchester who was animating. Okay. Um, and that's it, basically, in yeah. stop motion. So, yeah, it really, really needs uh, needs kind of fresh fresh blood in there. Um, yeah. I mean, I've, I don't know what I could say, really, to, to encourage people except, you know, do not let the lack of diversity put you off at all because it's such an amazing industry. Yeah. And everyone I've met has been so lovely. I don't think being a person of colour has at any point held me back. In any way, um, it's just uh, and I, and you know people sometimes ask me they're like why do you think it is that you know it's such a predominantly kind of white industry and I actually don't know I mean what do you guys think in general for animation? It's just the
3: representation mm. because growing up you never see people that look like us doing these types of jobs so mm. you don't think it's something you could do you just yeah. don't, even if it's not necessarily conscious you just don't put it together
2: yeah sure
3: like I, I, I come from a quite a large family and mm. I'm the only one that does anything arty right. out of, like my dad was one of 22 and my mom was one of 14 whoa. so whoa wow. cousins, yeah. <laughs> they're all like doctors engineers yeah, boy, yeah. That kind of stuff they do yeah traditional yeah. jobs not really in the arts field
2: yeah well this is something I was going to say it's maybe a part of it. I mean, I totally agree. Representation is like massive and I think it needs to be addressed kind of first and foremost. And I think also, um, I think I was really lucky to have two parents, um, Oh, so I'm mixed race. So I should say that because people can't see me. Um, so um, my my dad's uh, family is from Jamaica and my mom's from England. Um, but both my parents are very creative and they're self-employed and I've mm. always basically, I think that is, I took it for granted a lot when I was younger that like when I started going down the more kind of arts and crafts route that they weren't at all against it. They were just going kind of like, yeah, do your thing, you know, go for it. And then when I was like, I want to be an anime, they're like, yeah, sure. You know, and that's massive. That's huge. And it just mm. didn't, it didn't, create any barriers for me so I wonder if because I think traditionally you know West Indian kind of African families I know usually you know they really support going like you say down more traditional kind of academic routes and like there's great reason for that sometimes I do think what why wasn't I a doctor you know like (laughs) why did I not go for the money thing um but you know I think that for me I, I I would really like to also see on the other side of things like parents just support more kids just yep. going into the art, you know, industry. I
3: think. I think a lot of time they are actually supportive as well. But like for mm. in, in my uh, my particular example, like mm. I, uh, um, I started university, I went to do computer science right. because I assumed that A, I assumed I needed it to get into animation, but B, because I thought I had to do a proper degree mm. and then I changed to do multimedia. And, and I remember being really worried about telling my mom because i thought mm. they wouldn't support me and she was being super supportive yeah it's just there something go. mental sometimes yeah, yeah. you knew that you like i have to do have this to do this, because yeah. this is what's right or this is what i'm supposed to do rather than
2: yeah, this is for what sure. i want to do yeah supposed
3: yeah. to is like a very yeah. bad way to yeah. <laughs> live your life
2: yeah definitely yeah for sure um but yeah i think i think I, I would I would love to see more people of colour and just just generally from like more, more backgrounds, you know, different religions, different areas because it makes for so such an interesting environment anyway. Like I miss that so much about London, I think. I live in Bristol now and I love Bristol. And there is some some diversity, but it's still quite weirdly segregated. Um like not by force, so obviously, but like just just in the different places where you you know, if you wanted to see like the Asian community, you go to a very specific place, and mm. the Black community, you know, and there's there's not enough, in my opinion, like mixing, and I love that when I come back to London because like everyone is just everywhere, and you know, yes, yeah. like yeah, definitely, yeah, more of that in the industry would be great. <laughs> yeah, um,
1: going on to slightly different topic, um, you mentioned the the cartoon brew. Thing that you're interested in discussing with carmen says uh so from Carson brew says peter lord and david uh Spuxton, Spruxton, <laughs> yeah, yeah the co-founders of a bristol uk-based aardman animation company gave the company's 140 employees a majority of ownership stake in the company on friday oh, okay mm-hmm. i guess that was a sunday but yeah um it's rare for the it's a rare move, in the, in the animation industry, especially for a company with the scale and such a story reputation. So, has this changed anything? With um, I guess it's kind of like the rights of like stories. I, yeah. I don't really fully understand. Oh yeah, no, yeah, it's it's so. a bit confusing.
2: It's it's kind of the same thing that um, like Waitrose and John Lewis have done. So, so basically. Um, Pete Lord and Dave Sproxton are the the founders of Ardman. Everyone thinks it's Nick Park, but he's not. (laughs) Um, So uh, these two guys are, yeah, he came along later and introduced Wallace and Gromit and that's what made them kind of big, uh, as big as they are. Um, But Pete Lord and Dave Sproxton, yeah, started it um, I think 40 years ago and um, they're looking to retire in the next few years. And that's always a bit of a worrying thing for a company because, you know, you know, when someone wants to retire, do they sell it to someone else? Who are they going to sell it to? I mean, if you think about, it, there was a company called Cosgrove Hall up in Manchester, I think it was Manchester, mm. who did like Wind in the Willows, Postman Pat, I think, sound Sam, like all, all the things that like we would have grown up with. Um, and, um, they sold to uh I can't I don't know exactly the facts I should look this up before I came here but basically they sold the company and the um the people who bought it had promised to kind of keep it going keep people employed and they just ended up selling it to abroad and and just because it was financially smart and loads of people lost their jobs and um and it was such an amazing institution that just kind of disappeared yeah Mm -hmm. so I think using that as an example is like why not to just sell to people I think um Pete and David basically decided um it's called employee ownership that everyone everyone who's employed uh is is responsible and owns part of the company it's it's kind of I mean it's really confusing because so many people are not full-time employees mm. you know currently I'm not working at admin but I will be in a few weeks time and then I won't be then I will be so I don't know the logistics of it it must be a nightmare but the point is that basically we all get... We theoretically get more of a say how things are run. Um, we don't get any money from it. Um, I think we might get bonuses. I'm not sure exactly how that side of things work. Um, but it's really positive what they've done and it's given us kind of a, quite a lot of hope for the future and, uh, at a time when we could have been quite nervous about what was going to happen at Aardman. Um And um, the idea is that we get a lot of say... Uh, with what happens next kind of creatively a little bit I think and um so we have representatives from kind of each department that are there to kind of um, pass on our concerns or hopes and dreams and things like that and um it's really early days like we've only just started um so we'll see how it goes really but I'm hoping that it just gives us a platform to kind of um communicate better with the like people right at the top you know um to say like oh what we'd really like to see more of is this and maybe we can kind of co-create with people you know uh, other directors or whatever you know um but it seems like uh it seems like a really a great it's a company that really respects um its employees i think in a lot of ways and it's got a good ethos like you know and so i think it was it was really it was a great thing for them to do so we'll see how it goes yeah fingers
1: crossed that does sound really good Mm. Um, which I guess kind of goes into another question of like where do you see stop motion because we had this conversation another when we met up Mm. a while back about like um, people not enough people going to see stop motion animation films to like support it yeah and yeah um, yeah, because I remember you were like have you seen Missing Link yet I was like no, <laughs>
2: you're <laughs> sorry, killing my industry, <laughs> yeah. But,
1: you know. Um, yeah, I mean, but then again, like I did see what's it, the dark crystal. Um, I'm guessing that's stopped, right oh, yeah, yeah. That's pu- a puppetry,
2: is it good? I haven't seen it yeah, yet. That's really good. It's not, oh, sorry, oh, it's not even out yet. But oh, yeah, 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 no, I'm really excited by that. Well, actually, you've kind of answered my question because, ah. um, <laughs> I feel like, yeah. First of all, I'm really glad that you asked what is the future for stop motion because so many people ask me like, do you think there is a future for stop motion? I'm like, well, I hope so because it's <laughs> yeah. what I do. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I think a lot of people are just seem to be waiting for it to die out. But I mean, I it's I'm, I'm, I mean, I just I just don't believe that for so many years now. I mean, if CG was going to be the death of stop motion, I think it would have happened by now. I just still think there's give us space time. for it. <laughs> <laughs> all <laughs> right. Um, Okay, <laughs> fight, fight, fight! Oh, grim. Oh my God! <laughs> Disney over here, <laughs> killing our art. Why do you make it, do another remake? Or like, you know. <laughs> um, No, I think um, I, I do think like you know, f- films like Disney and Pixar films, which are you know they're brilliant and but they do they they just dominate the the scene um, and it's it's I find I think it's really difficult for featured stop-motion films to find their place. Um, Even though, like, Sean, the Sheep did really well, the first one did really well. It's got a massive following all around the world, particularly Mm -hmm. in Asia. Um, And, um, yeah, so I I don't think think Missing Link did very well. um, I do think that it's because of the marketing, though. Like,
1: because I I, I, I never, I don't don't remember seeing... That's interesting. I think yeah, Disney same.
3: is a big marketing mm. machine. They're very good at selling their product. And yeah. when you watch trailers or when a, like a, um, a stop motion movie is coming out, mm. I don't think the presence is as there as it is with something like Frozen, which is just everywhere. Yeah, yeah. yeah. supermarkets and like products yeah. are labelled with
2: yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. That's just money though. Like, I mean, right. Disney have the money to do that and it, and it feeds itself, you know. It works that way. I think... Um, yeah, it's the, the the live action or kind of CG industry, and compared to the stop motion industry, our budgets are so much smaller. Mm. But I agree. Like, I think I think that it needs to be shoved in your face a lot more. But also, I think that the art of it needs to be shown a lot more. I think there needs to be because so many people don't realize that stop motion is stop motion. They just think it's CG. I mean, maybe not Wilson Gromit and Shaun the Sheep because they, they know Ardman and they know that mm. it's that kind of hands-on plasticine feel. But, you know, a lot of like films people have seen and then gone, that stop motion. I've shown them videos of the behind the scenes and they've gone, oh my God, I didn't realise that it was, you know. And I think for me, just getting that across to people is the most important thing because as soon as people realise that everything is made by hand, mm. I think people are instantly like, oh, I can't wait to see this. You know, I went to see the, um, the Isle of Dogs exhibition um, yeah, in that was London good. and that was They're amazing good. you know yeah. and I think I mean I was going to go see it anyway but I think for me you know I went to see it with a few people who maybe wouldn't have gone to see the film but once they saw what it involved they were like I cannot wait to see this and then when they went to see it they were just appreciative so much more of everything yeah. so I th- I feel like marketing yeah but also a new kind of marketing not just like characters on suites it's like come and see how this is made like come and walk through it and like you the know part
4: of yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Because
2: that's that's the exciting bit. It's like a giant doll's house, you know. Um, but for me, I think actually what I'm most interested in, like the future of stop motion, anyway, is I think, I think um, things like Netflix and Amazon is gonna it's gonna be a huge game changer because, yeah. I mean, right now Netflix is like dominating. saving, yeah, yeah. in my opinion. Yeah, it is dominating, but in my opinion, in so many ways, it is saving film and TV because it's just it's 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 allowing people to put new things out there to, mm. to, to try, try directing for the first time. Um, they're funding so much animation um, and it's really encouraging actually because I, for me, TV's gone a little bit off the... Not sorry, TV. Um, TV's Film. brilliant. Film has gone off the rails a little bit in that... I mean, this is generalising obviously. I just feel like there's a lot of remakes and there's a lot of prequel, yeah. sequels universes and i feel like it's a little bit like stale stale yeah, yeah. It's just, and i think netflix has gone and just swooped yeah. in and be like i'm gonna give you all the space to do what you want to do it does and feel
3: like that as someone who works in vfx yeah. like it's very rare to get a project that you actually get really excited about because it's something mm. new or different or yeah. the idea is something people haven't seen before or mm. even just the techniques used the different and now it's like how can we tell the same story again?
2: Mm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. And I feel like um it's gonna be they're kind of shooting themselves in the foot, really, because um although I mean if they're if they happy just making money, maybe, but it's
3: they make it's a kind lot of loses, money, so there's yeah. they're something wrong. Yeah, yeah.
2: But I just wonder if they're gonna lose creative um talent due to that. I mean, what do you think? I mean after if this continues to be the way, do you think people are gonna start sliding more into kind of jobs that are like newer, fresher, more exciting?
3: Um, Well, I think there's a lot of innovation happening Mm. in in the whole technological entertainment um, division. I mean, uh, with VR and stuff Mm. like that, Um, you look at the video games industry, which is uh, like it's it's changed so much in the past 10 years alone. Mm. A lot of games are becoming a lot more cinematic, Mm. but they're also interactive. Yeah. Um, and similar things happening in, in some films with 3D. And there are some kind of interactive um, displays like the VR the, um, um, Star Wars exhibition that they had here mm. in London where you could walk around and be a stormtrooper on a set and stuff. Oh, wow. So both mediums are kind of merging into one, but mm. they're still telling the same story. Yeah, yeah. Um, whereas with, with Netflix, they... I think because they, they're they so big and they don't seem to want to make the same type of product, mm. they're more willing to take risks with things like uh, the Love, Death and Robots mm. series where you might be a fan, you might hate them, but mm. every single one was completely different. Mm. And there were new ideas, things that you'd never see mm. in a cinema in, in yeah. CG. Um
2: yeah yeah i'm glad you brought that up actually because i i think that was um yeah like you say a great example of them being like um go for it you know see what you can achieve personally i think it's a shame that what they achieved was kind of prepubescent uh a lot of very like sexualized kind of violence but also there were like some really great stories in there and like you cannot deny that the the effects were incredible on so many of them and and um yeah i mean they're gonna do a, a second season so it's gonna be interesting to see if they try and diversify like their directors a little bit because they've mm. mentioned it yeah have they yeah okay that director's
1: doing one of them so
2: yeah I him, no, sorry. yeah no <laughs> <laughs> um yeah that'd well, be great it was all
3: produced by david fincher wasn't it was it series? i don't know so there's a it felt like there was a specific
4: mm.
3: like style across all of them maybe, yeah the animation style or the the, the rendering the look and feel was different there was, mm. the topics were kind of similar yeah.
2: yeah they were yeah it was I was really really conflicted about it. there were some that I absolutely just took to and I loved but I think I think it really just reminded me of kind of um a little bit of uni in the way of if like if you gave like a a room full of guys, guy animators, and we're just like, here's some money, like, do whatever you want to do. They'd be like, yeah, it's going to be sexy. It's <laughs> like loads of violence and, ah, because that's what I'm an adult and I'm an animator and that's what I do. And i just feel like, oh, that's a shame. <laughs> but, um, but yeah.
3: Yeah, but yeah. As, as a <laughs> yeah. guy who, who just works on lots of Disney films and old mm-hmm. movies, it feels like whenever you work on something animation-based, um... It feels like it's directed to kids, at least in the mm. West. So this was probably yeah, that's true. a lot of these people yeah. working on this their, their first opportunity <laughs> to use their art form to do something more adult. Sure, that I really celebrate. I might not like mm.
2: adult, yeah, totally. About, but I yeah, like yeah, the
3: fact that it wasn't just some comedy or just some mm. kind of they they could tell serious stories with yeah, actual yeah. consequences.
2: Yeah, know. which no. you only
3: really see in like Asian mm. animation. Mm.
2: I totally agree. That's I true. think I think no. It, the fact that it was for adults was not my issue at all. Yeah. I think it just, like, just unnecessary. Gratuitous. Gratuitous violence. Yeah, and yeah just, like, just so many boobs. Yeah. I was just like, <laughs> boobs does not <laughs> equal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 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 it's like, boobs doesn't equal adult, guys. Yeah, yeah, or does sure. it? Yeah. I don't know. Um, yeah, but I, I'm really excited to see what they do next. And, um, yeah, I think, I think Netflix is... I mean, it's employing so many of my friends right now. Yeah. I really, yeah, it's that's just, good. I, I think it's a long, long may it live. I don't know. I don't know if it's sustainable hmm. because I feel like it's just sprung out of nowhere and suddenly it's like, you get a thousand pads, you get <laughs> Everyone gets money to do whatever they want to yeah. do. And you're like, yay. And I don't know if it's going to turn out to be some weirdly dark, like, ending to the tale. Like, where's all this money coming from? <laughs> yeah. but, um,
3: it's just- all the subscribers.
2: Yeah, do you think that's
3: all it is? I think so. I mean, they they they're taking a lot of risks and putting money everywhere, but they're making something that elites someone will like. Yeah. Whereas Disney makes a certain type of film. If you like mm. one Disney film, you're probably going to like them all. Mm. And there's you go onto Netflix and you're guaranteed, no matter what you like, what you're into, mm. you're guaranteed to find something.
2: Yeah, yeah.
3: So just, as long as they keep doing that, I think they'll always have a market. Because yeah. there are other streaming services coming out. You've got like Disney Plus coming, yeah. which is yeah. just going to be more of the same if you have a family you'll probably get it but otherwise Mm, yeah yeah who's gonna get that and Mm -hmm. you know Hulu but it's not available here right they do kind of more adult stuff so if you have a family that's probably not for you
2: yeah yeah yeah.
3: whereas Netflix is just cover all bases yeah
2: Yeah, that's true Yeah, I mean, if it's subscribers, great. I mean, I'm sharing mine, I'm not even paying. Like, what? As, yeah, I know. But, <laughs> I never please wanted to share mine. No, it, you know, but I'm, you know, because you're you are allowed to. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I'm just, you know, I'm sat there thinking, I'm not paying for any of this. Like, I mean, I'm paying a, a slice of a fee, mm-hmm. but it's based so small And I'm thinking, like, the amount of content. Of, millions billions of dollars i'm like is yeah. this really all adding up to that i don't know maybe they get sponsors and i don't know i don't really know how it works yeah, it's a good. worldwide
3: service as well yeah. oh, so yeah. it's, it's not just us, uh what's it called, subscribers here in the uk it's subscribers yeah. everywhere yeah. are paying for this content
2: yeah i suppose
3: it adds up
1: yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, keep really up
3: cool. the prices every
2: year.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See, I haven't even looked at it. I'm the one that's paying us so bad.
2: <laughs> Who's the fool, me?
1: Um, yeah. So yeah, that's really cool. Really interesting. Yeah. Um, I mean,
2: I would like to say that I hope that stop motion doesn't, doesn't stop being shown in the cinema. That would be really sad. But yeah. I do think that um, there's there's yeah a lot of potential for um, like subscriber channels mm. to pick mm. up that that kind of um, what we're missing. In feature films. I think as
1: well, talking to like family members, whenever maybe it's going across all animations, but I think with stop motion it gets like a lot more criticism if like there's something slightly off like with it. Whereas if not it's really? like a feature film mm. they're like, Oh yeah, it was so good like but did you not put the plot in blah 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 they're like mm. oh I don't care but when it's like a <laughs> but when it's like a stop motion like oh but yeah the story wasn't that great so it's like yeah but people put in so many hours like love
2: it we can't force people to love it but I think that's another thing maybe because you can't like I guess if you're gonna put it against like an action film if the story isn't so great at least there were some great explosions and some Mm -hmm. great like fight scenes and whatever whereas with animation you're not probably gonna get that so you kind of the story has to be good because it's yeah you can't be like great we'll just do that. Take another ten times. Get the best one, and then edit it all together. Because like, you just have one shot basically to do it. So um, yeah. I think in that way, yeah. I guess it is quite unforgiving. Like, yeah. You have to have a good story because it's not. It's not kind of not a lot of it. It's like action, action, action mm. in your face. You know, it's kind of a bit more subtle than that.
4: Yeah. I yeah. think that probably goes back to what you were saying about like showing the behind the scenes. Because mm. if people saw the behind the scenes and then they saw the film, they'd see something else in it. Yeah. That's yeah. what they could go for to see like the art and how it's made because when you work on them you're like mm. oh look it's so tiny and then you're at the cinema and you're like oh my gosh it's yeah, so huge yeah. <laughs> it's just yeah, like exactly. it's like you start if you do your work in a really dark room and then you see it in a larger dark room yeah. But still, like, there are so many other people there and you're like I was alone yeah. in my room like yeah. making that work yeah, and totally. then you're like oh fancy that yeah then, yeah it's yeah. like a really nice kind of thing but I think that's probably what needs to be shared more and like for people to kind of see it in that way because if you just do a direct comparison they're so different you can't really do a direct comparison yeah Yeah. Yeah. so each one
2: has their like
4: their benefits yeah
2: I gotta say Leica is really really good at, at showcasing what they do how they do it yeah and how they do yeah. it like they they have the the best like behind the scenes videos on on instagram and youtube yeah exactly but all the like time lapses and all the little behind yeah, the scenes really like cool. that is just love that's great know. yeah and i think they would i'd love to see more of that from different studios as well yeah. i think
3: we do need more of that it's not just in um Stop motion, but yeah. all effects because yeah. before you used to showcase that on DVD extras. But, yeah, no one but I do, used to
4: love watching yeah. those. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Where are those too. extras? Where I are know. the making
3: of? Yeah. Like, yeah, they're not just not being made anymore.
1: Yeah, I don't anymore. think they are. I, I literally I bought the St- Spider-Man film the other day, and yeah, and, um, yeah, we were, and mm-hmm. uh, they didn't. They had like a really small section of like the behind the scenes. It's probably like really? twenty minutes, half an hour. I was like, what?
2: <laughs> <laughs> That's ridiculous. <laughs> no, That'd be like one on. chapter of the behind the scenes in the <laughs> yeah. old days. Like remember you. Oh, no, Really to sad.
4: sometimes have like a second DVD, yeah, had that's the what I mean, the yeah. that was the golden not like years.
2: That anymore. I don't not know, is it not? Yeah. That's really sad, actually. Yeah. yeah, you're right, because I think, like, I mean,
3: in... how'd you learn about how it was made? Yeah, Yeah.
2: how do you know that's if you want to go into yeah, that industry exactly. if you don't know that there are those jobs, you know? And yeah, no, you're right, like, all, all the like Lord of the Rings behind the scenes, Harry Potter behind the scenes, I watch those all the time, yeah. When yeah. I was younger. <laughs> and so you know, like, that's when I was like, oh, this is such a good industry you know and I think yeah I hadn't thought of that but um definitely more of that
3: like I enjoy um VFX films and animated films more because I know the type of work and how long it took and mm. all that stuff and if the regular person who doesn't work in the industry has no access to that yeah yeah it's it's even harder to get them to come see your film
2: mm. Mm. it's true because I mean I technically work in the animation industry but I have no idea really like how you do what you do like I, I, whenever I watch, Mm. you know, a a Disney film, mostly with animals and hair, I'm just like, how the hell, like, I'm I'm hoping, you know, there's some kind of system that figures out exactly how that hair falls, or like, is it animated individually, you know, I, like, and I should know that, but I, it's so Mm. different from what I do, Mm. because I would animate it individually, you know, (laughs) but that's we try to avoid hair mm. <laughs> can't really do that oh, Lion King that would
4: be a sad like, Simba yeah, yeah.
3: Oh. I to sell some shampoo yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it <like> away. <laughs> um, generally in animation I think uh, it depends on the character well, sorry I'm talking I say animation I mean visual effects mm. um, it depends on the character and how they're hair is um, sorry is, is going to be portrayed I mean for instance in Tangled mm. the hair was another character to animate it yeah. was yeah, really yeah. pivotal whereas in Lion King it's all kind of simulation I guess in most mm. realistic visual effects films um, you've got a groom department who um, basically have control of how the groom looks mm. and how it behaves depending on what type of environment you want to set up so if, is it going to be windy is it going to be um mm-hmm. raining or so on they have to deal with all of that yeah. and simulate it and make it look real but then mm-hmm. you might want a specific thing for a specific shot so then you you might break physics mm-hmm. and wow. do that so it doesn't just that's fall like a down whole, yeah. that's, that's a whole department
2: just yeah just grooming. for yeah. <laughs> yeah. oh, yeah. hair how are kids gonna sense. know if they want to be a Groom I'm
3: not a groom. No. Yeah. And
1: no judgment either. Yeah.
3: Well, again, there's, there's no like visibility Yeah any of these. Mm.
1: I think part of it might just be because um, some studios just want to be like, no, it's my work. No, it's like my precious. I don't yeah. want anyone studying. See Why? how we do it. Yeah. Because yeah. I guess even like with. Um, well, they with all talk as the same
3: artists that like go between yeah. all these different studios. I think it's more of a marketing thing. It's the whole movie magic.
1: Mm. Make people
3: think that it's just the press of a button and then boom, they've yeah. got all this amazing stuff. Oh, I see, that's
2: not magic to me. That's just boring. The magic is what you just explained to me. I think that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe that's just me, though. I like, animators in this, <laughs> in this world. <laughs> I, I find it fascinating. Yeah, I, yeah. I suppose maybe. maybe they're trying to, like, let... let, let people believe that like these characters are really alive and there's not a whole team of people behind them
1: i think that's a danger though because there's this whole like when we had the um the awards uh podcast episode and we're talking about like you know people don't see um what we're doing and it's like or people don't recognize animation as like a different like they kind of put animation all into one little box Mm. and then the film and like whatever actors get the limelight and stuff so i think like they need to start yeah, yeah, that's so true. I think
3: it's huge. It's 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 a bit of a sham that there's only one visual effects award. And yeah. Yeah. The biggest grossing films are all visual effects driven, and like ninety five percent of them, ninety five percent of the time um, of certain films, sorry, are all visual effects. Yeah. You don't even mm. have a real person on set. Yeah, that's true. Mm. It's that crazy. is insane, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. yeah,
2: it's like yeah. Imagine if there was just like an award for. Feature film, best feature film, but like that's it. Yeah, no, nothing else. Like including editor and like cinematography. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. that's insane. Where's the love
3: for the groom artist? Yeah, I know, right? (laughs) Best uh, groomer.
1: (laughs) Still no no shame in that. (laughs) But yeah, uh, so Carmen, uh, what are your future?
2: goals or anything like plans. plans future plans um well uh or where would summer... you like to see yourself sorry oh okay well i can i can pff, god I don't, I don't ever do long-term plans okay <laughs> um <sorry. laughs> short-term always short-term okay um no my uh what well this this summer is exciting because I'm, I'm going back again to work on Shaun the sheep series six but i'm gonna be uh a um junior director Oh, really congratulations um, thank you. yeah very Cheers. Cool. um thanks yeah no it's really exciting um it's i'll be working alongside four other uh, episode directors who have a lot more experience than me so hence why i'm a junior and i'll be given um one episode to direct and then be kind of helping out on a couple more and shadowing as well so that's really exciting um and really great for Armand to be kind of opening up the floor to maybe some younger people and trying to kind of you know Trainers up, hopefully yeah, for the future. Really cool. So that's really exciting. Yeah. Um, and then, um, and then, yeah, next year uh, is really exciting. But I can't really tell you why. No. But I can, I can say that I will be going to America, which is really yeah, cool. That sounds um, fun. Yeah, and um, but hopefully I'll be able to come back and and tell you how fun it was. Yeah, um, <laughs> but I, I do, I would like to talk to you guys about it because, um, you know, when I come back, it, it's it's a project that I chose for lots of reasons, but mostly because actually um, the there's a lot of diversity um in the characters, um, which was really exciting. I don't think I'd ever seen I saw some of the concept work and I was like, oh, this is exciting. I haven't seen this before. Yeah. Um and it got me really excited about it. So that's um that's next year. And yeah. as long, as you know, the future, um who knows. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I mean that's quite good short term, if you say short term future yeah, very...
1: plans. But yeah, no, <laughs> also and, um, yeah, are there any uh, artists or someone else, like, any shout-outs to people that you
2: that you like? Or um, Yes, I yeah, I was just telling you guys, I'm going to say the name wrong, but uh, Anna Manzarez, or Manzarez, I think, um, she's a stop-motion animator who's um, doing some really cool shorts at the moment. She just um, uh, finished a short called Enough, which I think won lots of awards. I'd really recommend people look it up because it's, it's, like, two minutes long. It's really funny, very sweet. Um, and also if uh, people aren't following him already, the tiny chef show on Instagram, because it's amazing. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. okay. Um, uh, yeah, I won't say any more cause I don't want to ruin the illusion. Um, but he's a, an amazing character and it's actually a really good example of how someone's kind of pet project kind of little thing on Instagram just has gone insane, like just blown up and, mm. global and, um and yeah hopefully it will be um something to watch so tiny chef show look okay. it up <laughs>
1: and uh where
2: can we find you
1: on social media you can't
2: more yeah i'm on vimeo uh under carmen bronfield mason um no i, I do have an instagram account but it's more kind of a, a personal one it's kind of i and i have thought about making it public and putting some of my work on there but i quite like having my, separation. a separation yeah. yeah exactly would you
3: open up a second one then and just have that purely for work
2: yeah i have thought about it actually um because a couple of people have asked me now and i feel like oh i should, probably should put some stuff on there mm. um but but then i think kind of to, to what ends i mean it's really good for getting work out there but then you do get a lot of People messaging you. I don't know if you guys find this. Um, if you kind of every of day, remember. no, not me anyway. But if, if you, probably. but I find, I find if you, if you, um, I, I don't know why stop motion particularly, but people love to contact you if you put lots of stuff out there and be like, "I've got this great idea for a music video. I don't have any money, but if you could help me out with it, that'd be so great." And you're like, "Oh no, I'm yeah. sorry, like I can't do yeah. that anymore." Yeah. Um. But I but it's, it's really sad because I would love to do that and it's really you know I just have the time anymore and I need money but um <laughs> but yeah I, I would actually I, th- I think it's a good idea it's something that I should do but um I think I also think it's quite important to kind of separate my life a bit from animation yeah so I'm quite enjoying doing that with hidden social that's social that's the thing I actually
1: forgot to ask you is like how do you how do you separate all other things do you have um in your social life
2: to get away from animation to not think about it yeah um I'm quite lucky because I I work in a big studio at the moment um that when the day finishes I have to drop everything and get out (laughs) because people are shutting stuff down so I don't take work home with me physically which makes it really easy to mentally not take it home with me Mm -hmm. you know when I was doing work at home or you know working from home that was really difficult and it was found it really difficult to draw the line and be like, no, I'm at home, but not at work anymore. So um, that makes it a lot easier, um, and also just having pastimes that don't involve animation for me. Some I, some people, you know, finish work and they go home and they start their own animations, which I think is amazing. But for me, I just want to be outside or do something different and. Aww. You know, um, live. <laughs> yeah, live, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like animation is is awesome and so exciting, but you do have to stand still for a really long time, or like hunched over, and you're in the dark a lot. Oh. So I think it's really it's important to be in the sun as much as possible yeah. and around other people because you're really isolated and that's kind of bad for your mental health sometimes. <laughs>
4: yeah.
2: Um, so yeah, got to take care of all parts of your body, yes. including the brain. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yes, very, very good and Um yeah. And I think, oh, and then just a fun question: mm-hmm. favorite film? I say very fun question, but yeah. So fun. <laughs> um, favorite film this year? So this year? Um, this year? Yeah, that makes it harder. Oh. <laughs> Maybe I should make that not.
3: <laughs>
2: you should probably
3: ask in a month's time, like in a month <laughs> and <laughs> ten days. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I think you gonna it.
2: this is such an obvious answer and I can't even remember if it was this year Spider-Man this year spider Spider year. was it last year that would have been my favourite one (laughs) Um, uh, okay it's not an animation film yeah it's um, fine yeah
1: Yeah.
2: the most recent film I saw was Booksmart actually that's really good I thought it was really fun um and it also had a bit of stop motion in, oh, which is good. Yes. Um, it's, uh yeah, so I'd, I'd recommend that for like a good, easy watch. But now I know I'm going to walk away from this and think of like a thousand great films yeah. that I've seen <laughs> and be like, no, okay. that's what I should have said. Um, but that's what I'm going to go for for now. Yeah, that's a good, good answer. Mm.
3: With, with Ardman, so you're saying how that they're very good at kind of helping you go up the ladder and giving you a chance. And, mm. um, you know, now you're being made a junior director. Mm-hmm. Um, is it, they're a similar kind of scheme for getting your ideas out. So if you have a script idea or if you want to make a short film, will is there some kind of panel or is there some way to kind of pitch that to them? Like, yeah. I know Disney and Pixar have something like that.
2: Yeah, yeah. Um, they have, I think it's maybe annually or every two years. There's a kind of uh, open invitation to people. If you have an idea, you can go in front, you can kind of... Um, put a um what's it called when you write a, a script kind of a, yeah, a script, like a script like a pitch. yeah like a pitch yeah and um, go in front of people and uh, and pitch it basically um so people do have that opportunity i think it might be once a year um or oh, every 18 months or something like that um and i think people do take take it up i'm not sure how often it's actually successful yeah successful um but that might just be because nothing that they think you know the work has come up yet um or it could be that they already know what they're going to do next and they're just you know <laughs> giving people the chance anyway um but yeah it's um i'm hoping again now with with the employer ownership um situation that it's i think people want to want to be more involved mm. and and get their ideas heard a lot easier because there are there are some really really well, I mean, everyone's really creatively talented, but there's some great ideas that I know people want to get out there. And I think quite a lot of people are quite keen for Ardman to um, try new things. And, um, no, you know, not losing, it's, you know, what makes Ardman Ardman, but I think collaborate with people from outside of Ardman, bring in new ideas and, you know, try new things. So uh, it will be really interesting to see whether the employee ownership, whether that kind of comes through. Um but yeah and that's a long, really long way of saying yes there is
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah awesome well, thank you thank you so much carmen yay thank oh, you. that's okay that's so much fun thanks for having yeah, me you're <laughs> welcome and yeah um that's it guys until <laughs> next time until bye. next time bye,
0: bye. <laughs> <laughs> have an idea you'd like us to discuss or maybe someone you'd like us to interview Possibly you have some questions from the show or you just want to say hi, then get in touch. We're on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram at Culture So now you've probably subscribed, right? Great, you'll be the first to get updates from us. Like the show and leave a comment too. We do want to hear from you. If you haven't done these things already, do it right now. It will take a moment and it will help us make creative places more diverse spaces. No, I mean, Hashtag that's really, that's really awful. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>